Oh, what's up? Huge Quickly Podcast. It's Danny with Kyle with Jason. What up? I'm gonna Hello. fix. I'm gonna fix that fade in. You guys heard the really bad fade in on the on the on the track. It's totally gonna be fixed in post. I'm Sounds don't good. Even, to don't me, even worry about it. It's getting me hype. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm into this. I love me some Booker T and the MGs. I'm gonna listen to more now that I've heard that little snippet. If you guys, you guys are probably it's probably something like you hear like in the background of movies and stuff, but you don't necessarily think too much about. Like uh, they've yeah. got another sort of famous one. Uh, like they, all their songs are weird though. That's called like Green. I think it's called Green Onions. Maybe is like their famous one, but you'd never know that. It's just it's like uh, I think it's in like the Sandlot and movies like that. Ooh, it's in the Sandlot. Know? Yeah, you like right. that movie as much as yeah. I do. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I know it's the best. I've talked about this before on here, but I love that scene where they sing uh, "America the Beautiful," Ray Charles. You know that, like it's like it's Fourth of July and the sky's all lit up because of the fireworks. So they go play a night game, and they've got "America the Beautiful" playing in the background. Nothing mm. more American than that. I know. Sure, I'm so patriotic every time I see that <laughs> and hear it. <laughs> Makes me want to enlist every time I see it. <laughs> Did you ever consider that? Ah, uh, no, I'm. I'm a huge wuss. There's no way I could handle that. <laughs> you don't think that like basic training would go very well for you? I would, I would desert like after the first day. Just, just run. You'd be like, no, run. Just <laughs> no <start>. dessert. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm deserting. <laughs> Speaking of dessert, so long. They're you like, can find me at Dairy Queen. <laughs> Which way to the nearest Dairy Queen, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I'm famished. This is North Carolina. Surely there's got to be a Dairy Queen within walking distance. <laughs> Can't you do like other stuff now? Like be a program. You can be like a nerd in the army, right? Yeah. yeah. They have they those need... commercials about that. Yeah. Well, you can, but you still got to get through the first like 12 weeks or whatever that shit is. Of them or... calling you maggot and getting up yeah. at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you from, soldier? <laughs> What's the, is it Full Metal Jacket? You know, he like improvised all those oh, lines. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. Arlie Army. Man, what a talent. Amazing. Did not, it wasn't like a recruiting movie though, was it? It's like, (laughs) no. I think most army war movies are not, not very, uh, you don't think so? I want to do, unless, I mean, unless you're Bill Murray. What was that movie? Stripes. Stripes. (laughs) I mean, you don't want to do it. But if you're Bill Murray, you'd be like, I would definitely do Do you think they got like groups of friends coming in in the 80s? Just like, this is going to be great, man. Let's party. We're going to have some shenanigans, you know? Where's that camper with the missile launcher? (laughs) Let's sneak out. You know, it's not a huge deal if we get caught. A little slap on the wrist and that'll be it. It's fine. It'll be hilarious. Bill Murray's the best. Dude, he's hilarious. Um, Is there anybody better? I don't know. I think he's the he's the tits. Uh, yeah. I mean, if there was like a popularity contest overall in the country, don't you think maybe he would win? Yeah, I don't think there's anything really bad you can say about him. There's not. It's amazing, and he does whatever the fuck he wants. He's like turned his life in. He's turned the world into his playground, pretty much, yeah. and everyone's like applauds him for it. Yeah, there's nothing cool in that. I love those stories and the images that pop up on Reddit or whatever of him just, you know, hanging out with people. He shows up in places and totally the whole like, uh, you know, he comes up behind people, puts his hand over their eyes. He's like, people never believe you on who did this to you. It's Bill. It's Bill Murray. What's up? It's like, I'm going to pour drinks 
right behind the bar all night yeah because i'm bill murray and i'm allowed to do that it's crazy yeah i heard and he he, uh i know he i read an interesting thing about him doing improv and kind of talking about improv and how he improvised some of those famous scenes like Mm -hmm. the cinderella story at augusta all that the what uh, you haven't heard that no caddyshack Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I've oh. never actually seen Caddyshack. You son of a bitch, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> so we. Uh... Turn your mic off right now. <laughs> no, no, it's shutting not my you fault. down. <laughs> no, we. Uh, my dad tried to take us through the the classic movies when I was younger: Caddyshack, huh. Animal House, Blues Brothers, what have you. Uh, we got to Caddyshack and got to the first uh, makeout scene, and you see the girl topless, and my mom was like, "Nope, off. This is done." Mm-hmm. That was as far as I ever got in Caddyshack. And you and you haven't seen Animal House? I've either. seen Animal House, yeah. Okay. I did see that one. So your parents have not allowed you to, to get in there and watch it yet? No, I still am not allowed to see those. <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about movies like you know Titanic and stuff, but there's boobs mm. in them, so yeah, you no can do. I'll be 30 mm. this year. Maybe maybe I... Ah, uh, oh, me too. Maybe I'll, I'll be allowed to watch those now. Maybe we could have a viewing party. Yeah. Uh, we, we could watch all, like Showgirls together. All the old PG movies. That, yeah. You know, might push a PG thirteen nowadays. I remember my dad showing me Airplane. Yeah, when I was probably eleven or twelve, and it's a PG movie with tits. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what were the eighties doing? Right. Like, what what the things were a lot different. That was just a free for all. Oh, I, I feel like I was born movie. a little little too late. See, so yeah, it, I mean, we kind of act like things are sort of more risque now, and I mean, in a lot of ways, sure, but. You can't get you can't get by with full frontal, or I guess not right. full topless PG movie. No, it's totally crazy. No. Plus, really? they they probably would have been attacked because it's completely. What's the word? It's totally meaningless nudity. She just mm-hmm. literally runs in front of the screen and then she kind of like jumps up and down for like a half a second and then hops off. Right. Like I thought, I just had a seizure when I saw it. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, was that part of the movie or what? Is that a fantasy? <laughs> Am I hallucinating?" Again? Dad, what was that? <laughs> of course, he was probably like, um, uh, da- "I don't know, Dan. That was nothing. What, did you make up something in your head?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. You must have blinked weird, uh. son. You, you you need to pray." <laughs> I yes. love that humor. Sorry. Speaking of uh, that kind of awkward moment i actually i mentioned titanic i did see that with my dad in theaters so sitting in the theater during that like 10 minute draw me like one of your french girls scene when i was like 10 years old or something oh, at that time it was just like uh, uh, i don't want to be here <laughs> i was many things are happening <laughs> just He's really getting into the detail of the breast, Dad. Yeah, there was like seven straight minutes of him on the nipples like <laughs> that was james cameron too i think Oh, I'm gonna sound like an ass if that's not true. I I think that's right. Fact check it. The the director? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean that he was he was writing. He was yeah, he doing was, the drawing. He was the artist. Those were his hands. Those were his hands. Oh wow. Yeah, he was also operating the camera, and everything. He's really an impressive guy. He was also puppeteering uh, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Jim Henson. He, he, he was cupping Leonardo the one DiCaprio. breast you couldn't see too. It was <laughs> it was a real harassment problem, but he. <laughs> He liked to really multitask on he set. He liked to be hands-on, real hands-on on everything. <laughs> She's like, this is not in the script, is it? <laughs> so are you playing a character, James? Or No, I'm still the director. I want you to feel aroused. So You have to trust in the process. 
Mm-hmm. It's it worked for me through all my student shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I have uh, really gotten used to. And uh, you will get thrown off this set if you, we'll find someone else. Do you want to continue working in major blockbuster films? Uh-huh. Andy McDowell is out of work right now. Right. I'll bet she would step right in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just threaten everybody with Andy McDowell. <laughs> She's great, by the way. Let's we could just say it. Like she should she should be in more stuff. I, She's I so know. charming in Groundhog Day. Mm. She's the she's the uh, the love interest in Groundhog Day. And multiplicity. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Did you see Groundhog Day? I did. I don't I can't picture her face. Okay. I mean she was only in half the scenes. Okay. You know. Well it's been yeah. a while. <laughs> the movie was literally the same scene over and over for two hours. <laughs> okay. Between two people. Do you remember Bill Murray in that movie? Yeah. It was yeah. the person he was talking to. <laughs> yeah. I just I Bill Murray's hilarious, man. You just look at him and it's you can't look away. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Um, did, wait, my confusing stories here. What's the story with the new Ghostbusters? Is it, uh, is it the female, they're doing a female version, is that right? That's what I've heard. So no they Bill Murray? They know the cast, too. No Bill Murray. No, he's... You don't sound so pleased. It's just because you miss Bill Murray. I miss him. Yeah. I miss the time we got to spend together. I fell in love with him and Scarlett Johansson in Lost Translation. I think I would have hooked up with either one. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you're alone in Japan on a business trip. I want Bill Murray to whisper something in my ear. What do you think he said? Just just the camera's still on me for a couple more seconds. Just hold it. Yeah. Like, it might have been nothing. <laughs> right. That would be weird if that's... She's like, actually, yeah, it was totally meta. He's just like, wait three more seconds. <laughs> we gotta we gotta burn some time here. I'm out of stuff to say. Yeah, I was actually homesick one time and watched that movie, and I don't know, it gripped me. But I think that it was... I was kind of like, you know, like a head thing. I was a little... I literally was, you know, ill and mm-hmm. sick, and I, but it got to me more than I think it would have with a normal clear head. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of those movies you, you have to get into. Like, you, you can't really, like, be half into it because it's all about the kind of feeling it gives you the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, like, just – it kind of – it's made to put you in a state. Yeah. And I think that's – Of arousal. <laughs> Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> arousal. I want the director's cut, man, you know, with all the good footage. You know, it's totally true, though, because it's stuff like them just driving around the city, and a lot of the scenes are just sort of, you have to, like, really kind of read into it and feel the emotion of not really much happening. Mm -hmm. So if you're just kind of halfway paying attention, you're not really going to get it, I don't think. Yeah, it's like a little bit mesmerizing, and it's kind of like, um, it's another movie, uh, Dead Calm. Deadcom. I just Dead Man. <laughs> Who's the director of Dead Man? Um, I don't know. Is that a movie for real? Yeah, Johnny Depp. He directed it? No, he he acted in it and then uh Neil Young did the whole soundtrack and it was just like he was running around with this Native American and just like very just raw guitar in the background. Hmm. I don't Black know. Black and white. Uh 
Same director did Ghost Dog. No. Don't don't give me that face. <laughs> what uh what are you on, man? I gotta get some. Oh man. <laughs> Make up. No, I'll just check it out. It sounds Not super Ghost interesting. Uh, Alright. Yeah. Johnny Depp is great though. I mean he does some weird stuff though. It's like it's like you know you like with bands, you know, it's like you gotta like yeah, they have their great hits and you might want to judge them on that, but if you also look at just the overall catalog if there's some real misses in there, it's kind of like, what's up? Like, I don't know. Some of those, some of the, like the, the Tim Burton ones. And I don't know, know, man. I used to, I used to be a huge Johnny Depp fan and he's just, it's kind of over for him. Yeah. What's, what's the Disney one that he just did? Yeah. Tonto or something? Yeah. He was Tonto. I, I don't know. I didn't, I just couldn't care about that movie. Yeah. I mean, it was like, this is just going to be horrific. Yeah. And I think it was. I think it was a pretty big flop. I'm pretty sure they lost a lot of money on that. I think they did too. Yeah. Some of those big Disney ones, what was it, like John Carter? Yeah. It was like the biggest flop in movie history or something. Right. There's probably really John some... Carter? Huh. Yeah. I think so. I just didn't, it didn't seem like it was that. It... Yeah, because they did lots of crazy CGI. Yeah. Okay. It's also, I think that we're, we're in like a time, maybe we're just getting on past it where like CGI is crazy expensive and mm-hmm. not all that great. You know what I mean? Like it's going to get better. But man, I think they, they lost a couple hundred million or oh, something yeah. on that. Dying. There's probably some actor that like that was his big break and mm-hmm. he's like, Oh my God, Entourage season eight. I'm going to be the new guy <laughs> right. or something. And instead they're just like, you're never going to go anywhere in this yeah. business now. Yeah. Is that, you think that's how that works? Oh, yeah. You gotta feel bad for those guys, too, because there was that, I, I remember that happening with, uh, after The Dark Knight, Aaron Eckhart, pretty good Two-Face, does his next big movie as something where he's like, I am Dracula, or I am something. It was some vampire movie where he's Dracula, and it was supposed to be one of these big budget action type total flop. And it was like, well, there goes his career. Back to the minor side roles for him. It's a, it's weird that that's the way that stuff works, right? Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, God, I mean, I'm, you, you think about all the pieces that have to get put together to make a movie and to make a successful movie. And so it's just like, what? You're just going to pin that all on him? One guy. Yeah. You're just yeah. not marketable. I'm sorry. Can't use you. Even though everyone loved you right. six years ago, whatever right. it was. Yeah. This is not going to be popular. But I have to go on the record, and I have done this before, saying that I might be one of the only people that didn't love The Dark Knight. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. I like Batman Begins better. Yeah, I think it's a better better movie in every way. I know this. I know I love the guy, and, you know, God rest his soul. He will be Mm -hmm. missed. I think it's a hugely overrated performance of The Joker. Lost some listeners right there. Yeah. Uh, I, um, yeah, I, I mean, I disagree, but I, I think you're about to lose a, a contributor to this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm okay. I won't argue, but Jason's just He's no. I I, I've never, I mean, I'm not gonna. I've never seen Jason so incensed. Why do you before. have a knife, Jason? <laughs> he carries that thing all the time, and I think that's past the limit that the the maximum they give you. Not only they, they give you maximum, it's like six inches. I think it's practically a machete you got over there. Yeah, uh... <laughs> he is taking out the knife. Oh my god! Did I mention Waving how much I loved um, the, the just the courageous performance oh, by uh, what risks? The, yeah, he took. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to put my finger on. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about to me where like if 
if you're kind of like supposed to take it seriously versus not. Mm-hmm. And it's like it sets this, you know, in my mind, it's like a movie gets started and you're in this universe and then, and it doesn't matter what that universe is. The gravity could be weird or the social rules are all different, but whatever. But as long as it's just consistent and it's kind of predictable from there, you can set. But in The Dark Knight, it's like it's super dark and gritty and you're kind of supposed to wonder like who's going to die. And, and mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the even though the Joker should have been killed 20 times, he just isn't killed for mm-hmm. some inexplicable dumb reason. Mm-hmm. The cops are totally stupid mm-hmm. and they just... They don't do anything smart. They're not able to do anything worthwhile. The, the, and then the Batman is just completely useless. Yeah. Even though he's got all this stuff at yeah. his disposal, he's smart. He's got Michael Caine cheering him on. Yeah. Or no, was it? Yeah, was Michael it just, Caine. And Morgan Freeman and Morgan helping him out. Yeah. But yet he doesn't want to kill him. It's just like, I don't know. It's much ado about nothing. You, me. you mentioned the, the cops being complete idiots in that movie. That movie has so many corny one-liners from the cops that completely take you out of it. Like it is supposed to be this like dark and and thoughtful or whatever movie, but yeah. you have lines like where they're driving underneath the uh, overpass or whatever, uh, trying to. I, I don't remember what they're doing. It's like the caravan of vehicles, and uh, one of the cops is like, "We're sitting down here like turkeys on Thanksgiving." And it's like, what? Wait, this is an action scene. What is that doing in, in a Christopher Nolan movie? You do got to realize that it's a man dressed up as a bat running around flying and shit. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of serious, but it's a comic book movie. Yeah. But then why go on about like, why am I forgetting his name? The Joker. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. And he's like, it's so gritty and dark and he got in that character and oh, he was scary and he's, uh, but it's like, so which one is it? Are we supposed to be scared of him? Are we supposed to not? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I it wasn't so much as scary. It's just it's it's cool to know, like these these kind of uh, comic book worlds, and then have people's interpretations of these kind of villains and yeah. and and the interaction between the two. I mean, it's it's I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess I have a little bit of suspension of belief when I watch these movies. I'm all about suspension of belief, but it's the, like I'm saying, those lines that just take you out of it because it's so corny and terrible. I, that's my problem with it. I think other yeah. than that, it's a fine movie, but I mean, sometimes like all the, all the, the justice philosophy kind of shit takes me out of it too. It's mm-hmm. all kind of like, yeah, it's like it was right. trying to kind of make some statements yeah, to I mean, morality and right. sort of the media. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I guess I didn't high, hold it in that high regards. Yeah. I do like, I do think Heath Ledger played an awesome character. Yeah. It just looked like. Oh, I did too. I mean, I thought he was great. Yeah. You couldn't ask somebody to do a better job. It's just like, and it's just exciting to know. And then like he opens the door for other people to take their uh, creative interpretations like Bane. And like, mm-hmm. it's just like cool to see these characters have a different twist on them, you know? Yeah. Oh, so we can blame Heath Ledger for that terrible Bane. Okay. <laughs> Glad he's dead. He didn't like Bane? Oh, God. It was horrible. Why is that? I, I don't know. I'm just more of a purist for the comic books that I want to see, especially a character that's never been done before. We didn't need to go in a drastically different direction with this character. It could have been a more true to the source. 
type of thing. Like yeah. we we've seen the sort of clown Joker with Jack Nicholson before, so it was appropriate that we do the homicidal maniac Joker with Heath, Heath Ledger. Bane, we don't have to take him and go with this like we don't know where he's from type of question mark turn it into you know not to spoil anything but the whole story behind you know his origin in that movie yeah was just stupid it was all for all for this plot twist that didn't make any sense jason hates us born in the darkness (laughs) (laughs) i mean just that line in, in itself is I don't know. Look, I, I'll give it to you because I, I never really, I mean, I read a lot, bunch of, uh, Batman comics, but mm-hmm. I honestly never, I didn't even really know who Bane was before mm-hmm. that. I guess I just never read the comics with him in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, do you hate us? What does my face look like right now? I don't now? know. I don't really don't give know. a shit that much. I don't know. I'm all, my, my favorite is, uh, Deadpool and they're mm-hmm. making a movie about it. And I'm that excited about that. So mm. all these other, I'm I'm just, you know, I don't know. All right. I mean, it's all it's all fun. He put me. the knife away. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, he's okay for now. Yeah, yeah. he's calmed down a bit. <laughs> um. So I went down to San Francisco this weekend on a really random kind of interesting trip. And I, first of all, I just had to say, have you guys spent much time in San Francisco? It's I a dirty there. freaking place. Dirty? Just, a, just a dirty, stinking place. Even though I, I know I'm supposed to love it. Everyone's like, oh my God, San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I kind of hate it. Really? Dirty, though. No, I didn't. Yeah, because you, I mean, maybe I'm a lot more sensitive to this. I mean, you spend a lot of time in New York. It's probably dirty as shit there. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I, it I literally smells like trash and piss most of the time in the summer, at least. Is that supposed to not bother me? Like, I, f- I don't feel good about, like, our society. And, the, like, I'm, like, walking to the BART and it's freaking. Now, of course, I wasn't at work either, but I'm, it's a weird travel schedule, but I'm walking at, you know, 1130 on a Monday through, like, downtown. And all it is is a bunch of people just standing around trying to get me to buy weed. Smoking weed, hanging out. It's dirty as shit. There's like garbage everywhere. People are just like asleep in their own feces. And this is not, this is not under a bridge somewhere. This is like the financial district, you know, downtown civic center. Like, what the fuck is this place? Is this like one of our crowning achievement cities? Is this what we've, wow, look what we did. Jewel in America's crown. The fuck? Yeah. I was just like, no, I, I don't need any weed. It's, I, yeah, uh, I don't know. It was it was depressing. That I, part of it was a little bit depressing. But I have a totally different history, and I'm just naive, I guess. I mean, I was definitely surprised at how large San Francisco was, and how some areas were similar to New York. But it, uh, I guess a lot of the neighborhoods I went to were kind of cool. You just, yeah, actually, a lot of them were. A lot of them were. Yeah, it's not like it was all bad or something. Like what, I had a good time. It just was surprising. There? It's really kind of random that I decided to do this. I went um, to a thing called Comedy Hack Day, which is part of San Francisco Sketchfest. Mm. So, but most people did not just like take time out, fly down for this. <laughs> like they were, I just kind of wanted to get out of town, and it was an interesting opportunity. So, what you do is, it's sort of like writer 
comedian types. I'm not a comedian, but writer types, creative types, the kind, they kind of match up with software developers over a weekend and you write together an app, either an app, a game, a browser, like a Chrome extension or just a web based game or web based app that's funny in some way. You know, it's just comedic. That's the point of it is to be funny. And you get judged on that. And if you make it through to the next, the second round, then it's judged by Scott Ackerman, Natasha Legero, mm. um, Jonah Ray, and somebody else. And then, and then that is a Sunday night performance, basically, at an event. And it's part of Sketchfest, if you guys have heard of Sketchfest. And, uh, so I, I don't know how exactly exclusive it is to get into it, but I, and I think they do screen some people out, but I just randomly sort of applied to it, even though it's free and all that. And then I got into it and I was like, I don't know, that'd be fun maybe just to jet down there for. And I had a couple little ideas and our app did not win, but it did mm. get made and it'll be in the app store. Nice. Nice. And, uh, well, something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm one of four. So if it just totally blows up, if it's the next Snapchat, right. You fucking, you know. I'll be uh, just rolling this Did apartment. Just... It's going to be tripling in size. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did they randomly still just be tiny, but... put you together with some people? No, that part was a little bit stressful. You are on your own. You need to find a team. So what they did is you uh, got in and everybody got pins on like what they were could do. It's like comedy, design, front end, back end. Um, there might have been something else. But then everybody that has an idea, you just like line up against the wall you get one minute to pitch your ideas. Then it's just a free-for-all form teams. They also use this interesting app, which I think would be good to have for work, um, called Slack. I don't know if any of you guys would use use that for work. work. It seems like it's either like IRC or Slack is what I kind of got the impression of. So it's just a, it's just an instant messaging program, Mm -hmm. but that's what they use like for, for the whole weekend, essentially for all announcements. And then like, it's also like a help wanted and work needed, you know, rooms. So it's like you can find people that way. There's also like an idea. They just had pre-named rooms for you. There's the idea dungeon with all this stuff. And it was cool. It was interesting to get in that sort of tech world. You know, everyone's just sort of typing away on their MacBooks, but it was, it was interesting. There's, there's just it's hard to explain without seeing it, but there's lots of weird little tech things going on. Um, you could like play trivia or you could play like Jeopardy against a bot. You know, people are like playing Jeopardy. Or you could, in, in, in Slack, you could just type in like slash Jiffy or Giffy, however you want to call it, and then just type in like whatever you want, and it'll go out and find the right GIF that like matches what you need. It was some cool, wow. like little, just, just side like coding someone had done to make this stuff happen. So you should be like Giffy, you know, whatever podcast, and it would, would just pop up a, well, somehow it would find one that sort right. of represented that. It was kind of cool. Yeah, we have shit programmed in our Slack. Like, if someone mentions pizza, you just get this GIF of like sizzling cooking pizza, <laughs> or like some, yeah. you know, like if, if these keywords and these like random gifts will pop up in your conversation. It's, it's yeah, it makes it makes sense in messaging. More fun, well, for more sure. Fun. You never you know what's going to happen. You can get Damn it, I fucked it up. You can get Slack at uh, slack.com slash use quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you had to find a team. And it was like if, if you kind of didn't mesh with anybody and you, no one really liked your idea, you're just you're wah, done. Wah. Yeah, your weekend's over. Wow. Guess so, I'll get back on this plane. Uh, let's see how much it costs to reschedule <laughs> this flight. $400. <laughs> Jesus. That's pretty ballsy. If only I could have sold an app and afforded this plane so, ticket. So your idea, did you did you Nobody really loved my ideas. 
but not necessarily for bad reasons. Um, there were both my main ideas that I had were both improv based and I kind of learned a lot of what really works and what doesn't from this. Like the kind of stuff that works, even though this guy didn't get through with this, a decent example, like this guy goes up there and he's like, you know, we've had Tinder, we've had, you know, okay, Cupid. Well, what if you just want to meet a platonic male friend, you know, introducing Brokey Cupid, you know, and he's got like an app that's for dudes to meet each other. And I, I thought it was funny. He didn't win, but it's stuff like yeah. that. But what there's also an interesting thing, like, which I, I didn't quite realize going in, but like, there's not necessarily anyone, there's no one's necessarily expecting you to actually write like a fully functioning working app. It's more like just delivering the punchline. It's really comedic first, I think. <clears throat> so like somebody, what theirs was like, yeah, so let's say you're typing out words and then you say, all right, I, I want this to translate to like I'm talking to a kid or to a, my grandparents. So you type in, oh, man, I'm so high right now. And it would spit out, you know, oh, I had too much grape juice you know, <laughs> on the other side. And it's like if that was working, I'd be like, oh, shit, like you got some linguist, linguistic stuff going on. You got some like, I don't know, machine learning going into this. But instead, they're like, no, we're just going to hard code in 30 of these. And so we're going to have the first words, and then we're going to have the hard coded in what the answers are going to be, and it'll be funny. But it's like, well, that's not like a working app. Like, that's not a real thing. And it's, it's kind a of a huge, demo. Yeah, it's just a demo. And you also, if you have no ability to create it, to me, it's kind of dumb. Like, mm-hmm. I, my, so my mindset kept being, it's like, if it's nothing, then that's it's nothing. You know, you can't sell that or anything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so there's there's a lot of differing like ideas of what would work. But so my my first idea was was a game like an improv game where well it's not really improv, but so um like it would it would you'd play with like five friends or something. It would give you uh, like a classic comedy line, like maybe put a picture of the famous comedian and like the beginning of one of their jokes, and then you have like 140 characters to just finish it on your own. And then everybody finishes theirs in their own time. And then when it's like everybody's put theirs in, then it just like alerts you. Okay, everybody's put their answer in. Now you just randomly see what everybody put, but you don't mm-hmm. see who wrote what. And then you have to vote on what you think is the funniest. Right. There's no punchline in that. That's the problem. I think it would be kind of fun to play, but there's no punchline. It's not, you know, so it's nobody, you know, really dug it that much. And then my second idea, which I think would be fun what would be hard is a game where you kind of like see a 2d background. Like you see a, like you're sitting in the audience at a, at a theater and you see the stage and then you've got these like little avatars. Like you've got a library of avatars and you, you got to go like walk out and deliver some line. Right. And then your friend can just look at that and be like, Oh, okay, well I'm going to choose from this like huge library of avatars. Now I'm going to bring somebody out and deliver a line. And then you just do, you just do improv like that yeah. with your friends with like so, avatars, which I think would be fun. But everybody was just like, well, that might be possible to do in a month or mm. six months, but mm. that's impossible to do over a weekend. Yeah. So it was just a non-starter. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like an improv, improv a cartoon. Yeah, damn I like it. it. Needed you there. Yeah, one minute pitch. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is that it's. I mean, it, I don't think this is a problem. It's not really improv though. If you have all day to sit there and think about what you want to do, but I thought that would be fun, especially if you had like a play button where you could any time you could just sh- show what this scene looks like mm. cinematically. You know. I think that would be fun. I would play that if I had a yeah. group of friends, especially it's really tailored towards improv crew be, group because if it's just a regular person, I just think it would descend into really stupid shit really easily. 
But if it's kind of improv people that sort of took it took it reasonably serious, I think it would be sort of fun. To, but who knows? It just was kind of too hard. So we ended up doing an app called we ended up calling Phrase, where you it's still an improv thing where you start off by getting this little phrase, whatever. Um, oh, that didn't go according to plan. And then, so you, what you have to do is you have to post a picture that matches what you think that caption is. And then that picture that you put up, so your, your picture is supposed to make, look like, wow, that didn't really go according to plan. That picture then gets sent off to one of your friends in the game. And then they, all they do is get a picture and they've got to give the caption. Then just the caption gets sent off to the next person. Oh, they've yeah. got to put up a picture and it goes like picture, caption, picture, caption right. and for like 10. Then when it, then at the end it'll come back to you. And then you just kind of like see how where it went, and then you can see the whole chain yeah. of where it went. Again, I think it's fun, but there's no punchline. Right. Like it's not funny. I just think it would be fun. Like, so when you say punchline, you're just saying the concepts. Like these people would have concepts, and the the concept would be funny. Yeah, like you guys should be laughing hysterically from the description. If I was, mm. if we were gonna win, okay, you know. I mean, it, it, but the thing is, like, we made these, well, I mean, I barely did anything, but I just sort of designed, I kind of like wrote some of it and stuff like that. But I mean, they got it going and they were giving it out to people and, and people were playing it and having total, they were having tons of fun. Like, especially the two guys that made it, they were just like taking pictures of everything and they're all like laughing. They had their own game going on. They like loved it. So I, I feel like it's like if people could just actually get it and play it, I think you'd like it. Cause if you just got your thing that's like, Oh, you know, I don't know. He really didn't see that coming. You're yeah. just like, huh, okay, what am I going to do? What picture? What's, it's like, I think it's fun. It kind of like yeah. activates that sort of part of your creative brain yeah. and you're kind of, hmm, especially if you have like one day to do it. So you're kind of thinking like, I wonder if that, oh, that works perfect. And you take it and send it. And I think it would be super fun. Hey man, if people are enjoying it, then at that time, it sounds, sounds pretty successful, you know? I mean, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty hard to just make something in a day that, that'll hold anybody's attention, you know? Totally. Yeah, I mean, I just thought it's sort of in, sort of in the vein of games like, I don't know if you guys played Draw Something mm-hmm. or, um, Say the Same know, Thing. Yeah, I mean, there's the little throwaway games that you do. Yeah. When you got five minutes downtime. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. But we ended up not really being part of Sketchfest because it didn't get to the second day. Right. But, yeah, stayed in a hostel. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. Never done that before. Yeah. How were the hostels there? I thought it was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, hostels can be uh, <clears throat> different experiences. For Like, some <laughs> hostels are just, like, sweet. And other hostels, you're like, oh, God, I don't want to touch anything. <laughs> this was a, a healthy mix of the two. It was... It was an old building on a shitty, like on Broadway with just like nothing but strip clubs and regular clubs all around it. At night, it was like there was a line of people trying to get into this just shitty looking dance club that like, so like if I was trying to like get into it, you had to like go through this crowd to get up there. <laughs> but I mean, it was huge. It was old. It felt like it just been there forever. They had this huge room like with guitars and a stage and you could play music in there or what, you know, they had a big TV but it was but it also wasn't like fancy i mean it was it was sort of shitty but it just felt very like community it was really cool I, it's the first time i've ever done that mm-hmm. it's like there's like this huge kitchen someone's kind of always in there cooking and like leftovers they throw on one side of the fridge that 
is like anybody can can have. It felt very like it felt very community oriented where like I I sort of doubt there was very much stealing and they I mean you got to have some problems. There also were like cameras everywhere too, which was a weird mix. It's mm-hmm. an old ass building, but everywhere you look there's a security camera. Right. Which is good though. I mean, you know, there's a lot, a lot of it's co-ed. So I mean, some, mm. there's some stuff you mm-hmm. got to worry about a lot, but it was very interesting how it was laid out. It was very interesting. Lots of snoring though. I <laughs> yeah. I had to yeah. put up with a lot of that. So you've done, you've done the hostel thing. I've done a few. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, uh, did it when I was driving across country. Um, went to one in Tokyo. Uh, how's, how's the Tokyo one? Did one in Quebec City. Uh, Tokyo one was great, man. It, it was, uh, uh, we had like our own room because it was three guys. So just like, there was like four, uh, two bunk beds in there. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't, I don't even think I ended up taking a shower, but like the downstairs, yeah, everyone's just chilling out. Like, you know, you meet people, they're like, we're doing this. And, you know, you come in, you recognize faces and they give you some, you know, they might be slicing an orange and give you some slices, and everything's kind of cool. But uh, we didn't spend much time there. But, yeah. Yeah, and then when I'm driving across country, I stopped. And this is kind of a shitty hostel, but you find someone, someone, like, you want to smoke a joint, you go walk around, go to the bar. It's like you meet someone, have a little, like, night friendship, and then move along. In the morning, just yeah. put your clothes on. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that that sounds like a good travel experience. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to meet people, it's a hostel is definitely a place to do it. Yeah. There was just a, it was just such, it was interesting. I found it kind of fascinating, actually, because there were, like, some, yeah, I met a guy from Ireland that had just moved over for engineering. He got a gig in San Francisco, and he was just living there for a couple of weeks so he could find a place. And, uh, but there were also just, like, these sort of street kids, you know, that were there, like, you'd see all over Portland, you know, but they're. There, but I, I don't know. Is it, I mean, it's it fine. They're just like hanging out and sort of playing guitar, and there's some girl like has like rollerblades on, just like rollerblading all around everywhere. It was very just like anybody's just doing their thing, man. Yeah. It's like it's like hey, to each their own. Yeah, it was very like you know a lot of free love, lots of you know who's who's what. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just. There was, a, there was a couple guys on my room. Oh my god, they made noises that I've never heard anyone make. <laughs> I'm serious. This guy had this weird sniffing problem thing. It was weird. I passed him in the hallway. Like I was, I was so disappointed to see that him come into the room later because I passed him. He was doing this weird thing where he was just like, he, was like, he had like his hand on his nose and maybe he was coked out or something. Yeah. But he was like, like he's kind of making all this noise and he had like all these bags he had like all this stuff and he's just like oh excuse me i'm like oh sorry because like the place is sort of it's also the, the hallways are tiny everything's yeah. old school you know i don't know it was probably built 100 years ago or right. more and i'm like squeezing by <laughs> and then like, like 20 minutes later he comes like shuffling in with all this shit he's like oh, sorry oh yeah yeah and then we're like, wow, okay. And then it probably took him, like, from the time I got in the room, took my stuff off, kind of put my stuff away, got in bed, get, I'm totally silent for the night, except aside from if I do snore, but I'm in bed. It probably took me, like, six minutes you know, at the most. And he was shuffling around our room for, like, 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> God, dude. And everyone's got to just be like silent because you're not going to be the one guy that's just like, Shut what's up. going on? You know, would you knock it off? Can you get yourself <laughs> under control? Yeah. It was weird. It was really weird. Yeah. That is the weird part. I mean, you're, you're going to be with some randoms. Like, I, there was one I went to. It was like, it was less a hostel and more just like almost felt like a halfway house. You're just like, just not very friendly. People are just mm. like kind of down and out and mm. just like bulletproof glass sliding a key underneath <laughs> a little know. slot. Yeah. Like all the, all the doors had like big locked gates on them. And where was that? I'm, I, I cannot remember which city it was in. I think it was in Denver. Sounds like Denver. Remember. Denver. That's why we're shitting on cities. Pizza show, Denver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel you know I know a lot of people love San Francisco, and I maybe I need to spend more time there. And I actually did like a lot of it. I just I think it was the way I ended it because I walked a little ways from where I was down into sort of whatever that main drag is market or, and it was just a huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It's just shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. People doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. So like Portland, just bigger. <sighs> Yeah, it it was a little bit like yeah, it was it was a bit on I mean, a bigger scale. The thing about a huge city like let's say New York, you're gonna come across so many people in your day, right? Yeah. So you're just gonna see a higher concentration of every kind of person. Yeah. You're gonna see more crazy people. You're gonna see more hot girls. You're gonna see more just like belligerent. You're gonna see more angry people. You're gonna see more homeless. Oh, I did like, get I did get yelled at by a homeless person. Mm. I've heard a lot about the homeless in San Francisco. They're aggressive. Yeah. She was extremely aggressive. I actually, wa- actually watched a guy turn and run away from a, from a homeless girl. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I actually had my camera. I was to- I was walking around like a total tourist with it with a DSLR camera and I was like shooting everything. But I somehow I didn't think to take a picture of this guy. So this girl was walking out as the first morning I was there, and I was I was actually deciding, oh, I'm, I have to walk like ten blocks. I might get out my camera take some some photos you know and like and this girl is walking towards me and she, i hear her just like oh fucking oh fuck this fucking guy and i was like oh, i think she might be talking to me you know and then she gets closer and she's she like leans into me which really she could have like punched me i was a little <laughs> like oh my god she might swing at me and she's like you are a fucking ugly white man and then just kept walking and i just completely ignored her I've got great ignoring skills. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. But she was white. She was a white girl. Huh? <laughs> She's just totally insane, I guess. We're just really self-hating. I don't know. Yeah. But then this, then she walked like a block down the street and, I, and this guy kind of peeked around the corner at her. And I could not for the life of me pick up what he was saying, but I know he was saying something to her. And she's like, what'd you say? And then, then she goes, Oh, hell no. And she throws down all her stuff and just starts like walking at him. And he kind of stuck around for like an extra pause. And then he turned and ran. <laughs> he turned around the corner and ran up these steps and actually like tripped and sort of fell. Like he was nerd. He was scared. And I was just wow. like, wow. I was like, I kept my cool during yeah. that. And this guy's freaking out. Yeah. I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. I've, I've heard from a couple people that they've actually been punched by the San Franciscan uh, homeless. Yeah. Wow. They I'd believe that. Yeah. I was yeah. Uh, I was in line for the BART and I was going to go across uh, over to Berkeley. And uh, I'm in line waiting to get to the little ticket booth thing. And uh, this guy, you know, going up the line asking everybody, hey, I just need 50 cents so I can get home. 
So he gets to me and I was like, no, sorry. And he continues on and he gets to the end of the line. And then he starts coming back through and being like a dick to everybody that he already asked. And he gets to me and he's like, why won't you give me the 50 cents? And I was like, you just changed a lot in the last two <laughs> seconds like you were all like friendly happy hobo you're not and the man then, i once knew no i considered giving you money but not this side of you mm-hmm. this is why but yeah it was just like flip that switch of you know that yeah. fake like hey i just i just need 50 cents so i can get home and feed my cat and then i didn't frisk even... frisky is, is, is dying <laughs> man he needs his insulin shots every day he's getting weaker <laughs> I just can't bear to lose him. I don't think he's going to last the winter. I'm sorry. I don't have 50 cents. I, I really wish I could help you out. Mm-hmm. But fuck you. Why don't you give me 50 cents, man? Fuck you, man. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah. It's just, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I, 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 I try to have compassion. I'd like to help if there's some way I can. It's just The other thing is it did not seem like these people were insane. They, they weren't. They were just fucking doing nothing. You know, they were yeah. just standing around. They were just sitting around smoking weed. And they're all, everyone's like, weed, weed, weed. Well, you need weed, weed, weed. I'm like, dude, no. I don't fucking need weed. You don't need weed either, man. You need, you need get something a, else. Get a job, man. You just get a job, you man. You goddamn hippies. <laughs> Cut your hair. Pull your hair, pull your pants up. What's happening down here in this San, big city, San Francisco? More like San Francisco. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are. Out of your damn minds. <laughs> I'm getting on the next flight back to Portland. I'm going straight back to Alabama, man. <laughs> I miss Montgomery already. Man, it was just depressing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's that's a... I mean, there's a huge divide in that city. Mm. Like, I wouldn't... I couldn't afford to live in San Francisco. Mm. Oh, no, no. And then you just have all these... It's just like... You got to be mega rich to live there, and then either that or living on the streets. Well, I like the bus tour that I took, where it drives down this super expensive the street that's just like a block full of like the Sax Smith Avenue style stores that just out of your mind to spend money there. And then literally the next block is like the homeless shelter. Yeah, and the you know the tour guide pointed that out, and he's like, "Yeah, this is you know here's the line. Literally, you go from one block to the next, and you go." The top one percent to the top, yeah, bo- or the bottom one percent. Well, I I was in town in San Francisco actually, um, just maybe a couple months ago, and uh, when we were there, we were out with some some friends of a friend taking us to a spot. It was it was next to like Union Square, um, but I know that there are pretty harsh divides, like you're saying. You really just cut mm-hmm. over into a new spot really quickly, and that's what I'd heard anyway. But it's like we were at like a pretty fancy little bar, like kind of too fancy for what I normally do. It was like I bought a round and I was like, holy shit, like I'm done for the night mm-hmm. kind of thing. But not just because of price. But then we were like, oh, we need to pick up an Uber like four blocks that way at probably 2.30 in the morning. It was scary. It actually was a scary walk, which I'd never actually experienced. I'm sounding like such a loser right now. <laughs> like, oh, they were just people different colors than me everywhere. There were some minorities. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Languages I didn't even understand. It certainly wasn't English. <laughs> it was try. It, it was not English, yes. Was, sorry, I'm flustered. <laughs> there was urine and feces everywhere. I saw a bloody glove on the ground. <laughs> I did. OJ I was on like, the run. OJ? <laughs> OJ, what's up, man? What's going on? Oh, 
man. Yeah, that it was like four guys just leaning up against this van, just pissing on it. Like two blocks away, max, from a upscale cocktail yeah. bar. These guys just like, and they're all like, it was actually a little bit scary. And um, I'm sure you guys have probably heard it. Actually, it's called the tenderloin, and uh, it's apparently it's it's a kind of like a what I've heard anyway, and actually what our Uber driver told us too, is it's really kind of like a tourist trap because people end up walking through it just like we did. Even though our people that were with us were not tourists, they probably should have led us our different way. But he was like, oh yeah, people get stabbed, robbed there all the time. That's a tourist. Like People think that they can just walk through that and they really shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And um, it was definitely weird. We also had this guy follow us like like right over one of our friend's shoulders, like kind of wouldn't leave us alone for just a good like 20 seconds. Which was actually pretty scary because this guy was probably like six six, with a hoodie on. You could not see any of his face. He was like totally, and he was kind of like leaning in as we're walking, like way too close to us, but also not next to us. He's like in this little, just kind of over your shoulder, like I, it was like, oh my god, he's gonna all of a sudden just knock him out or something and rob his ass. We were, and, and so eventually we stopped and we like kind of like grabbed everyone and we're just like. Continue, sir. <laughs> you know, and he was kind of, like, he never did make any noise. He just kind of looked at us and, you know, decided to move on. It was sort of scary though. Yeah. But, um. It's like one of those, those hooded things from, uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Ring race? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know. Is. I mean, I don't the, know. this experience of yours in San Francisco is like completely different than mine. <laughs> I found it a very, uh, Hospitable. Yeah. It was, you know, it was like lots of, it was very bright and all the houses are colored. Yeah. No, it's not, it's, I don't want to sound too down about it. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun by myself, walked around. It's not like I felt unsafe. It just, I have a weird thing that I can't turn off where if I, you know, if I walked on the Esplanade in downtown Portland, I can't stop looking at and thinking about all the people passed out on the the lawn. Mm -hmm. It bothers me. Mm -hmm. And I, it's not like I just think I want them to be like, you know, we need to, throw these guys in the river and hold them under i, I you know i'm actually i'm, I'm not <laughs> i think you've solved the problem i'm saying like i wish there was some solution or were some solutions what can we do i don't know it just bugs me like they could it's, just be gathered up and taken somewhere else so i don't have to see them well um yeah see so i think well, uh, let's talk offline yeah but i get some ideas <laughs> toss some stuff back it forth. just sucks i hate it i yeah i it just bugs me uh, i can't i don't know it just really bugs me a lot and especially when it's like, there's no plan here. What the fuck are you guys doing? You know, I, I don't know. Well, it's, it, and tell me if this makes me a dick, but you know that you've probably seen it if you're walking down waterfront, there's that, uh, like homeless boat that's floating out there. They have anchored off, off the shores in the Willamette. I and it's got, I have seen this. Oh, okay. You'll, you'll see it. Take me on a tour, Kyle. Yeah, I will. Oh. Let's go right now. This is probably the best time of night to find them. They're partying right now. Yeah. So they've got like a pirate flag on this, on this little boat and they just anchor it, you know, 50 feet off the shore out in the water, usually under one of the bridges, right near one of the mm-hmm. bridges downtown. And I remember going down there one night to take, I was just doing some like skyline pictures and I was like, there's this eyesore in my pictures of my skyline. Like, how dare you homeless people? <laughs> Will you pull up anchor? Will you drift down? Please? <laughs> that, yeah, is, is that too much to ask? I could throw him a couple quarters and be like, hey, just out of my shot, please. Hey. hey. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably makes you dick. Okay. Well, 
Well, I mean, I, I got a, a friend talked me into the idea that it just adds to the picture that it's, you know, sort of gives you the the Portland element to this whole thing. And I was like, I might want to be okay. Maybe one of those things you don't notice at first. It's mm. like a hidden little gem. Right. Like, oh, you're like, oh, it's kind of like, yeah, well, look in the bottom left. That's yeah. a homeless ass right there. <laughs> <laughs> like I was mooning me and pooping. Oh, man. Same. <laughs> when I was in Richmond, I had the unfortunate experience of uh, I walked around a corner. And this homeless woman was just taking a diarrhea shit oh. right in the middle of the parking lot. Oh, like, my God. This alleyway kind of parking lot thing. <laughs> and she just looks at me without her her front teeth. And she's like, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I just kept moving. Oh, my God. It was extremely disturbing. I would lose faith in humanity <laughs> right then. Richmond, was, Richmond, I tell you, was a whole different ball game with the homeless. Because oh. in New in New York, you kind of you never really interact with them because there's so many people. But in Richmond, man, I I, I would see homeless people in parties, in college parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One time, we're just drinking beer in, the, in my front porch, and this dude's playing harmonica and just chill with us for a little bit. You know, you just like stand there, the conversations, and like it was like much more integrated into your everyday. And then you move to New York where there's much more homeless people, but there's so many more people that I never really, you know, like the only time you'd ever really get bothered at all was on the train. Just people asking for money all the time. Right. Right. And then someone like, you just get on the train, doors closed, and then someone stands up and be like, hello, uh, I, I'm, I'm blah, blah, blah. And then they give you a hello. whole story. <laughs> what is? <laughs> just came from Russia. <laughs> all I have is potato. <laughs> I have no, I have no other currency. Do you accept potato here? My family prized possession. My, uh, we the Nico family potato recipe. That's all we have. I'm so hungry because I can't eat them because they're, they're my currency. I have the food, but I cannot eat. What is? <laughs> You said you know except potato. I came all this way expecting potato. Oh no, this mistake. It's a big mistake for me. I can't get back though because you don't accept potato, and they're so heavy to carry. You force me to eat potato. I eat in front of you now, despite you all. I eat potato like apple. It's delicious. You don't know what you're missing, my friend. Please accept potato now for. For ten dollars, please. <laughs> I will buy more potatoes with it because I love them so much. I will pass potato down to grandchildren. Oh, I plant potato now. Give family many, many potato after that. Teach man to eat potato. He eat for day. Teach man to plant potato. He feed family. He drunk forever off potato <laughs> vodka. I have Nico family recipe right there on the... Oh, you get so drunk. It's so good. All right, guys. Well, we didn't really do any improv, but I might have to call it. No. We, we got a little little touch of improv in there. We got just a tad a bit of uh, improv with some potato improv. <laughs> potato improv. We have a family recipe for improv and uh, Nico. The Nico family. Oh, I'm starving. Oh, my God. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot for, for being yeah. on. Absolutely. Thanks for I'm having me. I'm really us. excited to do some improv with y'all soon. It's good to have you, you back. You guys doing, uh, uh, um, mm, uh, yeah, um, you doing, uh, fire drill? 
Yeah. You do that every week? I haven't been in a couple of weeks, but I'd like to get back into it. I would yeah, love I mean, to as well. Yeah. I would I would like to see you there. I would be there, friend. We do scene about potato. We do we do many scenes. We plant and harvest and then turn into vodka and then drink. Can I get suggestions? Soap potato? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Potatoes very versatile. You make soap out of potato. Oh. You make shampoo. I feel very threatened by this other man from where I'm from. I thought that was only one. <laughs> now, now you, now the, I was cool before when I was the only one. There is many Russians just like many potatoes. You look more Ukrainian to me, friend. Yes. You one of the rebels, the troublemakers, <laughs> huh? Fucking all we want We'll is shoot you with potato gun. <laughs> <laughs> we have potato war. Aquanet sell for hundred a bottle here. Because oh we need it for battle. <laughs> I actually made the potato cannon in high school. Yes, I tell you many stories, friend. <laughs> I think statue of limitations has passed, but we accidentally hit the car with potato gun. Yes. Moving vehicle. Yes, I was, for all authorities, I was not the one aiming or firing. I was just you, present. You must be careful. Potato, dangerous. It's very, well, it can be lifesaver <laughs> if you're eating and drinking potato, but when it's hitting your car, oh, it's not what you want. <laughs> okay, friends. End on high note. I'm signing off now. Russian radio with uh, <laughs> USSR forever. Signing off. <laughs> Hail comrades. <laughs> Vladimir is, is friend of all.